0: today is august 25th the yankees touched down in california last night ready to play a west coast trip jake and i are going to set the lineup and let's talk yanks All oh. right. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks presented to you by SeatGeek. Geek. You want to go to a Yankees game? Grab a seat. You're a geek. Go to Seat Geek, download the app or use the website. They make it super easy so you know if you're getting a good deal or a bad deal. Best yet, you get $20 off your first purchase. So go find yourself $40 seats in the, in the stall somewhere, get them for $20. Bucks. With code YANKS. That's very important. My name's Jimmy. Jake is here and he looks great. And BBD wearing his We Got
1: Ice floorball jersey in the corner. Jake, are you ready to talk Yanks? James, Davis, everyone joining us. I am. I am. Hopefully we, uh... Hopefully this ship has gone the right direction. We're assuming they fly. flew to Oakland. Could have gone boat, Panama Canal. little Mariano Rivera tribute. That would have been very touching. But... You're probably right. They probably, they probably. No, I take it. it back. It's taken back. I have no idea how they got to California. No, I and it was idea. kind of, uh, uh, dumb of me. And soon. yeah, I know we got a lot of Cali fans, especially Oakland. We held one of our first big talking Yanks events in Oakland. Shout and so, Dino uh, Jordan. I know a lot of good people out there. So SeatGeek code Yanks, get yourself $20 off those tickets. Um, I'm doing well, man. I, I do look fantastic today. Uh, I'm in an interesting spot with the goatee because uh, I said I was going to shave it once the Yankees figured it out, but now they're three and zero with the goatee, uh, so I kind of have to leave it. Which that could be a lifelong thing if they go on and grab grab a ring this year. So that's concerning on my end. Um, but yeah, man, I uh, you know we sometimes we end with a guess the lineup, a lot of people's favorite segment on this program. I don't think we're doing guest the line. We're there's actually a really fun lineup conversation to be had and uh I think we do that. The queen of stats, Katie Sharp, has some uh a reminder of part part of the Yankees struggles that we can talk about getting away from that and uh all the other good. So I'm good, man. What's uh what's the haps over there? You know I like these
0: these conversations that are just so in the weeds of baseball, but but as you do them, like guess the lineup is for one day. But I, I like I it's nuanced, it's a it sometimes can be deemed as a conversation versus nothing, but I just think you run into cool things and, and then you kind of get into the inner workings of how hard it is to to come up with a lineup and how there's so many different possibilities and and then you realize what the bench is. So, you know, down the road we'll start doing some conversations about the postseason roster and I you know I love those. Uh and i think we are i like doing those like uh, september the fir- like maybe the after the first week of september ends i don't know like that's when i like first time like doing it and then keeping track um so I, i'm excited i like these kind of conversations we made our own lineups and we're going to present them to each other maybe did you make one as well can if you want to and we uh so we don't know cuz instead of doing it out loud we kind of went through all the like rivers and nooks and weirdness of doing it And uh, see what obstacles you ran into, I ran into. so. Yeah. Good, man. Good, man. I'm trying to find one, like, uh, stat. Okay. But I I don't know how to find it, and it goes into, kind of goes into my lineup a little bit, and I'm getting annoyed with all the websites that this isn't easier to find.
1: Come on, websites.
0: Right? That's what I'm always saying. Come on, the websites. Anything else we need to? There's rumors they're calling up Weissert.
1: Yeah, I mean, pretty much everything from official. I mean, if you get Aaron Boone saying your name in a presser, and you get Jack Curry tweeting about it, and then I've, you know, seen some some other people with the unofficial official Greg Weissert will be joining the team tw- tweets. By the way, deservedly so. He's been absolutely killing it um, at AAA. A. Uh, He's been the closer down there for a while. I think he's got, like, a 20-appearance scoreless streak. So, um, really exciting. 23 straight appearances, uh, not allowing a run uh, for Scranton Wilkes-Barre. I think, you know, the the videos I've seen, he's got a wipeout slider. He's a Fordham guy, so there's some good energy there. And we need some bullpen help. So, uh, hopefully, he can be kind of the spark back there to help fuel things. And, you know, we... I remember when Steven Ridings got called up last year and we are like, who is this guy? You wonder if, if Greg Weiser can be a, a, a punch in the arm, kind of like Ridings was for that brief period of time. You hope it, it lasts a little longer, but really interested to see. Seems like a guy who's truly earned his opportunity. He's 27 years old, a New York guy, Fordham like this. If this guy's slider is, is like the video I've, I've seen, um, he is going to win a lot of fans really quickly.
0: Have you seen it? Where's the video? I wanna see it. Someone tweet it.
1: Yeah, there's uh you you gotta you gotta search the the minor league. You know, if you Google Greg Weiser videos, um, you know, they've got one of those home behind home plates. I uh, just Okay, here's the here's the behind home plate cam. What's the what's the best way to get this to you guys? Slackaroonie?
0: Yeah. Okay. Slack's a good way to get it to us.
1: Slack. When you're feeling good, slack. When you know you should, slack. Uh, slack. Talking Yanks. The last thing in that slack looks like uh, the picture of Joel Sherman, John Heyman, and Brian Cashman. Oh, it's so good. All right, I, I slacked it. it to you guys. Uh, Greg Weissert, his last 30.1 innings pitch is 0.59 ERA and a 40% K rate. Um, That's stuff that should travel – Kind of a chunkier...
0: not I mean, not chunky, but a bigger guy with a mustache as well. Yeah, he's
1: got a mustache. I, I think it's, um you know, it's classic athlete stuff. I, his middle looks looks beefy. But pinstripes are slimming, so I don't know. But but that slider's be, nuts. I mean, that behind home, home plate cam is pretty... The first uh, one's
0: crazy.
1: Yeah. It's kind of... You know, you don't want to set the bar too high, but his slider, it looks like kind of a Mike King... Gas station lab slider.
0: Looks like uh, it looks like uh, Trevor Plouffe in the warehouse. Mm.
1: Wow, it does.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool. Good for him. I don't know how they're going to use him. They're going to use him against righty lanes
1: in mid leverage, is my guess. And we're, assu- I mean, there's kind of no rules in the bullpen right yeah. now, so we'll find out. We're assuming Luke Bard is the move for him, right?
0: Have they... Yeah, that's what I'm assuming, unless there's another like injury or phantom eye right. they want to
2: do. Yeah, but they need a 40 man move. So
0: Britain's playing in single A today. We sure should uh, let's have someone that runs talking to socials like get keep the get the that. footage of them. on it. Yeah, I want to see what that's all about. He's probably gonna be super wild. If you're ready for updates, Britain uh, Britain takes forever to find those. Like for, like um, keep Britain regular. He hasn't pitched right. in a while. He the, the command comes later on. I remember when they first traded for him, they had him for August and September. And the quotes were like, We knew he wasn't going to be who he was in August. And I think he in, was that 18 or 19. He had a bad August.
1: Brett N? Yeah. I'd say 19. That's what I want to say, too. I think 18, he was just dialed.
0: Should we do sharp stats first works. or lineup stuff first? What's your interest? Uh, We usually do sharp stats first.
1: All right usually the order, and we'll just put it, we'll end up putting it in our rear view because I don't, I don't think it's the most positive sharp stats, um, and sharp stats are brought to you by Foco. Uh, if you guys haven't seen, Poppy's had a few well-dressed Worms Days uh, come from Foco, and they're like the official merchandise of fans. Uh, like, I, my sweet Jessica was like, what's Foco? And I was like, it's, it's fan gear. It's you know if you're going to a Yankee game and you're trying to peacock a little bit, Foco is where you want to be. They're officially licensed with Major League Baseball. It's stadium wear. I mean, it's it's when they go and you look at the DVD twenty years from now, you're like, whoa, that guy's a fan. That guy's a fan. Plenty of products going from floral shirts, hats, board shorts, bobbleheads. Um, Foco has the stuff you need for all. 162. Whether you're going to the ballpark or ballpark, or you're hanging out in your fan cave, why don't you head to foco.com John Boy, F O C slash John Boy, and find your fandom today? Use John Boy 15 or Yanks. You got options, people. John Boy 15 or Yanks for 15% off your first order. I guarantee you. This is Talking Yanks. You're probably a Yankees fan. You will find something for yourself and the Yankee fan in your life at FOCO. FOCO.com slash John Boy. And then John Boy 15 or Yanks for 15% off. Yeah,
0: you you made me think of an idea as you were saying that. Okay. So I'm now slacking our design department and uh, telling them to make a shirt called Well-Dressed
1: Worms Day. Okay. It's like a worm with my head on it. It's
0: like a worm dressed like Jake
2: with a goatee.
1: Yeah, the worm's got to have a goatee. A goateed worm
2: would look really nice.
1: And a little breaking news before sharp stats. Yankees will open up opening day of 2023 at home, March 30th, versus the San Francisco Giants. Oh, that'll be cold. First time ever. Uh, Yankees will play all 30 teams in a season. March 30th. Yeah. Yeah, baby.
0: Did you see my other idea that I put in the design chat that no one... Did no one engage with that? Someone, one person, Maddie Mass, said, like, exclamation point, which I think means, like, double make this. So it was a, maybe, a car, maybe a shirt of a cartoon Jake standing inside a toilet with the caption, in Spray Graffiti, Jake in a Toilet. <laughs>
1: That did get one emphasis from Maddie Mass.
0: People must have not thought that was a good idea.
2: I'd emphasize it.
3: Yeah. Kitty Sharp the Queen. Hey, guys. Queen of Stats. I'm back. Um, and this week, what I want to do is I want to just talk about another key component of this slump that I think has been really underreported, but I think is, is super important to why they've been struggling so much. And that is the terrible base running that they've been, uh, doing recently. I'm talking like worst in the league. Now the, the inflection point that I'm looking at is a July, since July 9th. And we know on July 8th was their high point. They had a 15 and a half game lead and they were 61 and 23. And, uh, since then, the only worst team in the AL, their record, uh, has been the Tigers. So they're mm. 14 and 25 as I take this on uh, Tuesday before the Mets game. Um, So anyways, let's get into this base running. Now, I know that, you know, base running may not be the most important thing in baseball, but it really can improve your team's odds or or cost your team runs. Um, And with the Yankees playing so many close games um, at the margins, uh, this and losing a lot of those close games, I feel like base running, this terrible base running has really hurt them. Um so I'm gonna use a mix of some traditional and, and some, uh, advanced stats here. And, uh, the first thing that I'm gonna look at is what's called on Fangraphs, the ultimate base running UBR, uh, statistic. And basically what that is, it's the value that the team, the player adds to the team, uh, via base running on non-stolen base hit plays. So that's like taking the extra base and stuff. So since July 9th, the Yankees are second worst in this metric UBR. And before July 9th, they were third worst, so they were still pretty bad in both, at both <laughs> plays. Now let's move on to steals and, and stealing bases. Um, we know that the Yankees really excelled in that before July 9th. In fact, they had the fourth highest stolen base percentage at 83% before July 9th. Since July 9th, they have the third worst stolen base percentage. That's 59% and the most caught stealings. Um, not a good mixture right there. Yeah. We know league average is about 70%, so way below league average, and still being very aggressive, uh, their top 10 in stolen base attempts since July 9th. And just to put that into some more context, Fangrass has this metric called WSB, weighted SB, which basically puts those steal, steal attempts and those caught stealings into, per, into context um, and adds assigns a run value to them. So since since July 9th, they are worst in WSB. And before July 9th, they were third best in WSB. And when you put it all together, the UBR and the WSB, that's base running, uh, non-stolen base plays and stolen bases, the Yankees are the worst team since July 9th, costing themselves approximately six runs. Mm -hmm. Talk to you guys next week.
0: That the hammer of an ending. Yeah. Thank you very much to the queen of stats, Katie Sharp. Jake, today we're talking about the base running. Woes of the Yankees. We just had a bunch of stats thrown our way. Worst base running in the league during their stretch. They, this, this is interesting, they were the second worst base running team from the bad stretch of July 5th through July 9th. Was that it? Just four days? Like, that was a really bad stretch of, like, no, like, three shutouts, all losses. Mm. Before that, they were the third worst. Third worst. So they were pretty bad already. Right. They had... The most jarring stat here was they had the worst stolen base percentage. But also the most caught stealings. Usually those don't go hand-in-hand because, like, Jorge Posada, he's going to try to steal two bags a year and he's going to get thrown out once. So that's a pretty bad percentage 50% 50% but he only got one caught stealing because he didn't do it a lot to lead in percentage and worst is like
1: well you're bad and you keep doing it yeah yeah this was uh some eye-opening stuff because we you know as you check off the boxes of baseball you usually check in with the pitching first like let's be honest that's that speaks come postseason that's Early on in this Yankee season, before the offense started clicking, the pitching was incredible. Remember, our, we were getting six-inning efforts every day, one through five in our rotation, and that's such an easy way to play winning baseball, and it's the story of baseball. If you, if you pitch, you win, more or less. Then you go to the hitting, because the Yankees for a while were mauling Aaron Judge, MVP Pace, Rizzo. Remember when he led April in home runs, and then he got hot again, uh, I think it was in June, and, you know, when Stanton's right, and Glaber had like a two-month stretch where he was lights out, and we're, we're starting to forget that a little bit. Uh, but, you know, it's it's hitting and, hitting and pitching, right? That's That's baseball pretty simply. We've seen teams in recent years even punt on defense. We've seen teams punt on base running. Defense has become such a bigger priority for the New York Yankees and around baseball. They traded Jordan Montgomery, a very reliable starting pitcher, for a hurt defense-first center fielder, who hopefully Harrison Bader, we got a big update actually today, Jim. I don't know if you heard. I haven't it. seen it yet. He was tracking pitches. So that is that was what I was saying. He has to stand in the stand next. He was like he tracking was tracking. So what I said
0: I said last episode he's standing in water. Now he has to stand on the field yeah. and look at pitches.
1: Not the field yet.
0: Uh, well, same thing, but Not batting cage or whatever. During someone's tracking bullpen. pitches. Yeah, um, just standing so there, says. looking but, at it. But that's it's how something. much
1: the Yankees' only position that they weren't positive in defensive run saves was center field. So they got one of the best center fielders in the game. Um, and hopefully Harry Bader gets healthy and we get to appreciate that sooner than later. And especially some of the lineup stuff we're doing, he has become a lot more prevalent. Um, base running. And man... When you go back to last year's Yankees and, you know, they were a 500 team all year, if not a little under 500, except for that one stretch. Remember, they got hot. They won however many games in a row. It started after the Field of Dreams game. Um, And what were they doing? They were base running. They were aggressive. They were stealing bases. Uh, It was our guy Squid at short was being hyper aggressive. Um, You know, guys were taking bags, and it felt like such a fun brand of baseball. And we saw that early on this year. Uh, The guys were running the base as well. They were being aggressive. We loved Rizzo's aggressiveness, even though he's he's not a speedster. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys in the lineup that could do something on the bases. And guess what? Like, I, I know analytics can only measure it so much, but it matters so much. Go watch a Chicago White Sox game this year they are like the sad version of the Yankees from last year. They, like, don't run hard to first. They don't believe in that. They, they don't really run hard on the bases. And, by the way, their defense ain't great either. That Those hitting and pitching will always run the world in baseball. If you can't hit or pitch and you play good defense and you can run a little, it's not necessarily a winning formula. I mean, you can win some games. A lot of teams do. But base running and defense is what makes good teams great. I mean, look, look at some of those Boston teams in the past and how they used to abuse us on the bases. Um, the the Dodgers right now, want the best team in baseball, they will abuse you on the bases. The New York Mets, they've got a lot of guys that can go on you. That It's such an important part to the formula. The Yankees realize it, and we know they have their brain trust of like 11 analytics guys that they come together for decisions on one of those guys is like their base running specialist. Mm. And I think he walks tall and carries a big stick because he has some stats where I think he can be like, Hey, when we do this, well, we win a ton of games. And part of that is because the Yankees are traditionally pretty good at pitching and pretty good at hitting that when you get the base running aspect, uh, I think that they're they're never going to be
0: great at it because they're not fast. But they can, I mean, if you're
1: just not awful at it. And I mean, on on a given day, you know, Judge is a good base runner and can steal a base when when they need it. He, he did that yesterday against the Mets. Um, Glaber's base running has been better this year. Um, you know, remember all the talks about him being more athletic. Um, you know, I, I know he gave us a little bit of a scare in, in the Mets series, but he's he's been more athletic. IKF runs really well. Um the, the numbers, base running or just love him. Um, Rizzo compared to Voight. Like, you know, we, we did this Rizzo's been pretty bad. Recently, right? Stealing.
0: Like, well, he's just gotten thrown out a third, like, I think three times this yeah. season.
1: But, you know, I remember we did this early on the season, and we went position by position, and it was like a slight tweak and upgrade
3: everywhere, almost everywhere. Yeah. And especially,
1: dude, you know who's been awesome? Ben and Tendi, man. That guy plays baseball like an athlete, and it's uh, base really, running? yes, it's really cool to watch that tag up in the Mets series where he beats the throw short right field. Marte catches it. Mm, yeah, and yeah, that, yeah,
0: it was like perfect baseball. Yeah, when they when uh, they thought he left early or whatever that yeah. was, it was perfect baseball and a good slide. Yeah, and the lane was left open. Good catching.
1: Yeah, no, it was like perfect baseball. Like they hit a fly ball with a runner on third. The right fielder catches it. The right field makes a Good throw with a crow hop. <laughs> puts it right on the catcher. But Benny was just fast enough with a good slide to beat it out. That uh, Man, watching him run the bases, I know his sprint speed, I think he's only 50, 55th percentile. But I wonder if there's some baseball speed there or if it's just little egg stuff that seems like he's running yeah, faster. motoring. But, but I enjoy that.
0: Wait, when was the – so it was July 5th to August 9th? Is that what we're saying was the dead stretch? I think
1: – July 9th. July 9th. And on.
0: Oh, so I, I wrote it down, but I wrote it down, I could tell I wrote it So it was, let's see. Swap some numbies.
3: Hey guys, queen of this slump that I think has been really underreported. And this week, what I want to that is the terrible base running that they've been uh, doing recently. I'm talking like worst in the league. And we know on July 8th was their high point. They had a 15 and a half game lead and they were so the 61 the and 23.
0: Teams. And okay, So the ninth to like, the Mets series, maybe. How many stolen bases, and because and, I have it now, how okay. many do you think they stole and got caught in that stretch of 40
1: games? So 40 games, you're looking at a month and a half, you know, in a normal time frame, you'd like.
0: And it is wild, because the three games before that, July 6th, 7th, 8th, they had uh, eight stolen bases mm. and zero
1: caught stealings. That's funny. Um, I mean, I'm expecting it to be bad. So maybe it's like nine steals and six caught stealing. Is it, are my numbers very low? Very low. Yeah. Okay. They've and been running. Right. Okay. So it's, it's 18 steals and 12 caught stealing.
0: Nine, uh, 12 caught stealings. right.
1: You just got to put me in a neighborhood and I'll make the play.
0: And you're very close on the other number, but wrong. But U- wrong. Ultimately. Because you said 18, right?
1: Ultimately wrong.
0: You said 18 stolen bases? 18
1: or 19.
0: Well, it's 19.
1: Okay. I think I said 18, if I'm being honest. I
0: think you said 18 as well, which is, uh, you know, a caught stealing percentage of... But 18 and
1: 19, for numbers, are two of the best friends you're going to find.
0: Yeah, they get along because no one likes them. Yeah.
1: Like, you're kind of not involved in the early teens, the 20s. (laughs) I hate you.
0: That's not a, uh, what, a, um, what's the success rate there? 61% success rate?
1: That's not good. No. The numbers will tell you that's not good.
0: In that same stretch, 27 grounded into double plays. And 286 batters left on base. My goodness. Yeah. My goodness, get better at base running. Golly gee. You can see that it's like what they do when they press. You can see Glaber do that. We've seen like Rizzo do that. And it's like, hey, if I can't get a hit, I think that's what they were preached by their whole lives. Like, hey, if you can't hit offensively, there's ways you can still help the team. Grab an extra base, work the walk, make the play in the field. So when Glaber botches a play in the field, he's like, I'm stealing all my way to third. And does it at like no caution. Or Rizzo's like, I'm going to get third. Um, And it's like kind of press mode. When the bats are flowing, I don't think they feel as necessary to just run.
1: Yeah, and it's almost, um, it feels like every Yankee on the team has the mindset Use base running to, like, make up for your other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're having a bad day, okay, well, I'll run the bases, and then you're either setting yourself up for a nice makeup or a really bad day.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You
0: say, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I said. Mm-hmm. You want to do the lineup?
1: Yeah, I think I could do the lineup. I'm, right now, I'm on... Andrew Ben running splits pages and finding out what he's best at. It looks his, like
0: his base running page. Yeah. I, I love that page of baseball reference.
1: Yeah. Uh, it looks like he's be- one of the best in the league at running 75 feet. Hey, I don't know when that
0: comes in, but I that's mean, awesome. When
1: you get a secondary lead and you're going to the next base, that's probably like 75 feet, right? I'm guessing that's what that's for. I yeah. mean, so they, would that be like they have them in increments <laughs> from zero. Inchrami- five you say increments, increments, increments is cool. Increments—that's when you start eating little pieces of meat and you get bigger and bigger each time. Yeah, increments. Yes, growing um, up,
2: some call that. I mean, like it's like seventy-five feet. That—that's like getting the secondary lead off third, and you can if you're good at that. Sure, grounders in the infield. You're you're beating the throw. So funny home. that
1: they have the different increments. Um, <laughs> you want to do some. Some lineup.
0: I do. I'm interested in uh, because
1: it's not a true game of guess the lineup. No, it's no because we're not
0: guessing. Because I'm this is I am not guessing. No, at all what the Yankees will do. Mm -mm. I'm trying to figure out what I like,
1: and Jimmy, what you like is winners. Well, you know, yeah. And at the DraftKings Sportsbook, you got a chance. You got a chance, especially with college football being back. That's unreal. It's going to be a Saturday and just slates of college football games. And right now at the DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets instantly. Win or lose. You can do some parlay action. Rack them up, rack them up, rack them up. I mean, if you do your research early in the season, you get some some really interesting tidbits before you find out who these teams really are. Are download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY bet just $5 on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly that's code JOHNBOY only at the DraftKings Sportsbook Jim do you want to do the Minkman? you were skipping the Minkman the other day but it's Minkman season
0: um no this wasn't in the one the other day I think it was- no, I promise you, i go to each state. Uh, 21 plus in the most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the Tennessee red line at 1-800-889-9789. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. One per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit and wager. 200 issued as weight as eight $25 free bets. Nice. Uh, it's Brett Gardner's birthday today. So, have you thought about
1: that at all? Not really. I mean, we uh, you mentioned it in the Jeter doc, and it just passed, right? Like, if, if they really brought guard dog back and you were going to do spring training and actually do that to the team, you know, June was like kind of the end date. So,
0: you're not... Wishing him a happy birthday because he's not a Yankee.
1: Oh, yeah, because Brett Gardner celebrates his birthday, Jim. Read a book. Might yeah. as well read two when you get a chance and enjoy them. Jake, leadoff has been something of interest.
0: Yeah. It's why we kind of started this conversation, because they get out of the slide, they moved DJ back, they started Ben Benintendi, he led off three game, four games in a row. Um,
1: who do you have as your leadoff hitter in like your lineup? My leadoff hitter is D.J. LeMahieu, and it has nothing to do with leading off the game. It has everything to do with keeping the game going. Uh, It's the whole reason the top of the lineup has become more important from baseball. It's the whole reason, uh, you know, 25 years ago, Aaron Judge would hit cleanup, and we'd be like, boy, our cleanup hitter, Aaron Judge, special dude. Baseball's changed. Little League had it right. You put your best hitters at the top of the lineup. I always think that's hilarious The that Little League was ahead of that one. Suck it, baseball. Um, DJ LeMayhew. I, I enjoy Benny and who he is as a hitter and who he is as a ball player. It's just if it comes October and it's, you know, bottom nine or top nine and we're cycling through the top of the lineup again, I want to I wanna ride or die with DJ over Benny. Um, and I, I think as a Yankee fan, I, I think that sentiment should resonate. I mean, DJ's been so, so good for us. And Benny's, you know, he's winning our his way into our hearts. And he's a really good baseball player. He's really good contact, really good on base. Um, and there's going to be a little bit of, like, who's hot going into the playoff. Because right now, more so the problem with the lineup is it starts to get thin by the end. And DJ, his versatility in the lineup is a little better than Benny's, IMO. Like if if there's runners on first and second, uh, in two outs, I think DJ's a more dangerous guy at the plate than Benny. Um, maybe I'm wrong on that, and we'll we'll see how that develops. But um, I'm gonna have DJ lead off um, because that's kind of the guy I want up there.
2: Okay, BB Dean, who did you have leading off? I have DJ. Kind, well. We were talking a little bit about is this a playoff lineup? I think playoffs come tomorrow, and it all like matters a, li- a little more. I would go DJ if we're talking about like what I- what I'm willing to try out for these next couple weeks. I'm willing to see Benny, and I'm I've always been open to the DJ a little further down. Prefer you know back against the wall. I, I want D- DJ getting as many at bats, but I'm willing to see it for this next little stretch. Try it out. So the lineup I wrote down for this exercise I did write, Benny.
0: Okay, so you have Benny leading. I have, D- yes, I have I DJ leading. I, I was interested in having DJ be later in the lineup, but then when you get to the names, it's either first or fifth for those two guys, and I can't have DJ that far down in the lineup. He needs to be getting more at-bats, right. and that's where I ran into it. Like, if you told me DJ was going to hit third or, or second, then I would do it and have Benny lead off, but he's not. He's either going to be, well, at least in the way I would construct it. it would be first or, or fifth. So I have DJ leading off. I have Judge batting second.
1: So this is where I'm going to be a little bit of a contradiction because this isn't my playoff lineup. This is my lineup for right now, and I do have Benny two holes. So everything I just said about having DJ as high up as I can, I've now slid Judge down the lineup, which that's me walking all over myself, and you could eat me up for that. I will say it's been something that's always fascinated me. And if so, I went back 25 years and Judge would have been our cleanup hitter. You go back three years and Judge is our third hole hitter. <laughs> like, remember, third hole was the spot you wanted your guy in. It's, now it's kind of moved up to the second spot. I was always fascinated by the, the Washington Nationals and that run they went on and how they started off Trey Turner and Adam Eaton. And DJ and Trey Turner, obviously different ball players, but... You know, DJ can do his thing up top. And Adam Eaton became a really cool piece of that team because he would take his at-bats, he would do his thing, or if there was a runner on second, like, he was a good enough hitter that he was going to make sure he pulled the ball. So if he got a hit, cool, or if not, he'd get that runner to third. And we've seen that from Benny. I I mean, we've seen Benny willing to put down bunts in the right situation. He's, you know... we. We talk about limited hitters in baseball that actually know how to handle the bat, the old 1980s way. Um, Benny can do that. So I would like to see on this West Coast trip, if DJ's leading off and he looks like DJ, what can Benny do from that two-hole? Because obviously it's, it's not how it works every time, but it's what made those Nationals teams so dangerous is that Trey Turner and Eaton were a problem at the top of the lineup. Trey Turner, really good. Adam Eaton, a pest, a la Benny. And they'd set up Soto and Rendon. So if Juan Soto's hitting three-hole, I'm interested to see what it looks like with Judgy there. And if playoffs were tomorrow, I don't think that's my lineup. But as we're getting out of this funk and we're testing things out, I'm interested. (sighs) I I, I
0: agree. I have Judge, too. I, I agree with what you're saying. It's just like a trial period. But for me... Judges in a home run trace. Get Judge as many bats as you can. Judge is going to Oakland and the A's and some bad teams. Get him as many bats as he can, and let's break this fucking record. And uh, eventually, if they judge like bad Judge like first for a couple games, if they have a, a, a division locked up, I wouldn't be against that either. Like get him at bats. Marlins said that with fun. Stanton
2: at the end of yeah. Marlins that with Stanton. So I is.
0: can't drop Judge too far at all because I just that records comes comes to mind. Yeah. But if that wasn't there, I understand the, the logic of, like, yeah. keep Benny up top and let's keep it moving and see what this provides and what it is.
2: Yeah, I need Judge getting as many at-bats as possible. That was kind of... Like, I, I'm down to see the DJ Benny up top either order, but uh, I need Judge getting as many bats as possible. It screwed up that plan. So in the, the like, A-line of playoffs tomorrow, I have DJ Judge.
1: And, hey, I... I slammed the table mostly earlier in the year saying it's got to be DJ Judge. So I I think as as we're still escaping that August funk, it's the reason I want to see this. And and mostly, kind of like we talk about when you have playoff options with different guys. Like, you know, we talk if Carpenter's back and it's like, oh, well, can he play right field? And then defensive sub later, you know, those those October conversations. If the Yankees lineup ran into a tough two-game stretch, could this be a good option to throw out as a lineup one day? Like, if DJ and Benny are both having good at-bats, that you can kind of shake things up in a playoff series? I'd like to know in my back pocket what that looks like and feels like if you need to go to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, And aside, the uh, 2023 MLB schedule, no more two-game series. I mean, like... I just tweeted out. Like, we've been asking for that for so long. Besides the Mets, like besides the home and away, four-game home and away split. So like um, us and the Mets and Oakland and San I think like everybody has
2: their regional rival that does a two-and-two. Two
0: yes, besides that, there's no more two-game series. It's awesome.
1: So that is awesome. Okay, where to next, boss? Batting number three, I have
0: Rizzo. I have him splitting up uh, Stanton, so I have uh, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton. I'm guessing you have that because you have Judge, too. I'm interested to see who you have uh, in the five hole since you don't have any of these three in the one, two.
1: I think Rizzo's after Judge for me, still. I I know Rizzo hasn't looked uh, all world recently. there's a little bit of my old-school Yankee heart leaking out, and it, it ties into the dropping Benny and DJ in the lineup that I have Rizzo 4 and Stanton 5 for now. Stanton's just coming off the IL. Let's see what version of Stanton we've got. But, man, does this not hit righty-lefty and we're stretching out the lineup? You know, there's been so many days recently that we haven't been comfortable with our cleanup hitter. We've had Donaldson or Glaber jumping into the cleanup spot, and it's just felt wrong. That with Stanton freshly coming back, Stanton, and we're talking about now, if he could be your fifth hitter, and you're going DJ Righty, Benny Lefty, Judge Righty, Rizzo Lefty, Stanton, like, that is five meaty guys at the top of the lineup that you're looking at some potential, like, big innings. And the Yankees' offense hasn't (laughs) felt like a big inning in so long. It's felt like... Let's please try to get one across and hope for the best. And, and I, um, again, if, if Giancarlo Stanton's right, this isn't an option, but he's just coming back off the IL. I kind of like that as a way for him to ease in while also trying out this stretched out lineup.
0: Okay. Six, I get five or five. I have Benny. Okay. Um, You go righty, righty, lefty, righty, lefty. You put him behind Stanton. It's a much different at-bat after going through um, Stanton and then Benny. So it changes up the side of the plate, the size of the human. (laughs) All the visuals are different. The mindset's different. And uh, it's almost like Benny is now leadoff for the second
2: half of the lineup.
1: I drew up a second lineup because we originally talked about that, and it's copy and paste what you have.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the lineup I have, that's like, Playoff game tomorrow matches everything you have said for, for the same reasons.
1: Benny five hole, it's, it's a mental hurdle I need to get over because he's just a good hitter, and that's what you look for in the five hole. But it it just feels a little off. It just it just stinks that Glaber's doing this right now and Donaldson hasn't been there because that feels like that's hey, where they're supposed to be. You for know? me,
0: it's like a balance, and we have so, many, so much pop there. Judge Rizzo, Stan, that.
1: Well, and I I know we're not doing Dream World right now, but man, if that Carpenter guy can come back.
0: Yeah, but yeah, we're doing like right now. This is
1: right now. Yeah, This is current.
0: Six hole, I got very funky. Okay. I have uh, Glaber and Donaldson platooning it Mm -hmm. at second and third. I can't start both of them right now. And I was deep diving into the splits uh, to try and figure out if there's like a natural, like he faces him and he faces him of it all. Not really. The only thing I found is that um, Glaber uh, hits well against finesse pitchers. Mm. Whatever that is on baseball reference. He also hits well against lefty relievers. Whatever that is. Okay. Donaldson doesn't really have any good splits. He really struggles against fastball pitchers. But so does Glaber. But Donaldson was
2: worse. Yeah, um, I, I think my understanding is Donaldson's been bad against right-handed speed. He's been not great against anything, but...
0: Yeah, so I don't, I'm not starting both of them now. So they will be in the sixth hole platooning at second base and third base, which means DJ is floating back and forth between those two positions as well. It, it kind of works out easily defensively. But I didn't have the heart. I didn't have uh, the heart to put put both of them in the, like, everyday six-out-of-seven-game lineup.
1: I love third-base defense, and I didn't write Josh Donaldson into either one of these. And if I did, it would be platooning with Glaber. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I have Glaber. I think each lineup I have Glaber sixth. So, it's, uh, yeah, I... It is what it is for now. And Glaber, man, he deserves more of a... He's been tough for a little bit since the All-Star break. And I think Glaber, like I've said before, I think Glaber listens to the noise. I think Glaber knows he was about an inch away from being traded right before the deadline. I think that's affected him, and it was a part of the Yankees' slump. And Cabrera keeps playing. Cabrera plays every he, day. Cabrera's probably trading in the offseason. Has fun. um, That, yeah, I... I do want to say if Glaber can let that go, which he can, this is baseball. Like Glaber Torres, Glaber Torres had a really good stretch of baseball this year. I think it's more than two months where he was uh, an 800 OPS guy that if we can, if he could have this be his slump and then get it going again, like we've talked about so many times, he has the postseason record mm-hmm. and he, he earns credit there that if he can look better heading into the postseason, um, he deserves some love from that.
0: BBD, did you have both of them in there?
2: I, for the what I want to see for this little bit, n- no. I have Glaber penciled in, but it is essentially a platoon. Um, gun to my head in a playoff game, I think I. Some part of my heart just still believes, like Donaldson, it's going to be a factor in the playoffs. I can't get through that. Ooh, Mental I'm, block I'm the, in my head. I'm the opposite there. I like wish I, I could because there's no evidence for it right now. The glove is great, but I mean, his great. at-bats are... I know. Or top.
0: It's I been mean, miserable to watch. Stats, I can't, he can't get it can't over. Hit a, can't hit a fastball or slider right now.
1: Yeah, he, still, he seems to, right when the leash is about to be fully cut, he... He does Guns like back to one, back games. So yeah, seeing. We'll we'll see there. And yeah, just I butter, I butter knifed Glaber. It's three months, man. It's seventy five games. He was a two seventy six, three thirty four, eight forty OPS hitter. So he's been slumping since <laughs> about the time of the trade deadline. Um, that yeah, if he can put this down as a three week funk and start going again, you know, we can have Glaber Torres five hole type conversations. But it's the at bats have been tough recently, especially.
0: Yeah. I have uh, Oswaldo, right field, batting seventh, switch hitter. So again, you go yes. lefty. Then I went righty six, and then I went Oswaldo Cabrera um, seven. I went Trevi here.
1: Um, you know, we've, we've. I like that more, to be honest. We've seen them bat Trevi as high as fifth recently for a few games. Um, and I am a big believer in flipping the lineup. So not. Not to reveal everything I have, but I, I guess I will. Um, I finished Trevi, IKF, and Cabrera. Um, I know the kid hasn't really hit yet, um, but he had an RBI walk the other day. And, uh, you know, w- w- let's see what he turns into. But for now, I kind of like, hey, dude, you're the rookie. Like, sometimes <laughs> we we talk about Yankee rules a little bit. They've just thrown him in the six hole, and that's kind of badass for Iswaldo. But also, like... I love when the Yankees, like, call a rookie up and, like, you're hitting ninth, you're a rookie. They did that to Glaber when he first came up. And, like, take the pressure off. You're the bottom of the lineup. And he's fun on the bases, right? So if we could get Oswaldo on the bases for DJ and Judge, like, you're setting up a double in the gap to be really electric. And, you know, if Trevi does something, IKF has proven recently he, he can handle the bat, he can bunt if you need to, that you can, you can set things up. With Trevino or IKF, or when you do get offense from them, it is a proper bonus. Um, so that was my thought process down there.
0: I like that because what I didn't like, I had uh, Trevino eight, IKF nine, and I didn't like the four righties in a row of Trevino, IKF, DJ Judge. Yeah. And by just moving Oswaldo and Trevino there, you you get Cabrera lefty you to, to switch. switch it up a little bit. Yep. So yeah. I do if I take a little note out of yours, I would change that. I would do Trevino 7, Oswaldo Cabrera 8, IKF 9 at short. That's how I'd do it, this West Coast trip.
2: I'd be open to shuffling and in the, in the lineup I have for this. Gotta see it. Wanna see Oswaldo keep getting at bats. I don't care what position he's playing. He dazzles at all of them. So, Wherever. whoever needs the DH day, doesn't really matter to me.
0: So we had basically the same guys, right? Like, none of us had both... Glaber and Donaldson. That's the biggest decision.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, if, if I knew we were going slash, I, I would have done the Glaber-Donaldson slash. I would have slashed. You, I, I've hammered the table on it. Like, when I originally drew up the lineup and I started putting in positions, I, I wanted to DH Glaber or DJ. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I value third-base defense and Donaldson um, it has been really pretty over there, man. It's potentially game-changing. Like, that's that's a spot that we used to put in a defensive replacement. A Dani Chavarria. Shout-out. Uh, Cabrera but, looked pretty good, though. I wonder if he could go over there and... He's looked good, but I don't know if you've assigned positions to your current lineup. But I have. I, I believe Cabrera would have to be the right fielder in your yeah, lineup. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> which isn't his strength, necessarily. He's been good, but... Um, so yeah, I I mean that gets it gets a little gets a little fishy.
0: Yeah, you don't like this because Judge is in center field, and then the only other option now is is Hicks. So Hicks is going to start some games on this West Coast trip because they sent the Florial down for sure.
1: So you yeah, ready at least for some that defensive
2: sub games? Yeah.
1: And Stanton's DH only, right? Yeah, he should be. I mean, let's I, not. I think that's what they said. So I
2: mean, he definitely should be. And um, that, that I think he said Yan- otherwise, but of course yeah. he said
1: that. That Kester's been all over That changes the dynamic of the Yankees lineup a lot. When you can throw Stanton in right field, then you can start getting creative with stuff. I, I know IKF's numbers are better against lefties. If if Oswaldo starts finding it against righties, can he be a shortstop filling for a day? It just when you pl- when you clog up that DH spot, it changes a lot of the versatility from from this Yankees lineup, which. By the way, don't care for now. Like, let's get Stan going.
0: Let's get Stan going. Is that... I mean, that's kind of... They're not going to do these. Which is the bummer of it all. But I like that lineup. It makes sense. It's very top-heavy until Glaber starts hitting. Or Oswaldo or Trevino start hitting. Um... Super top-heavy.
1: Yeah, man, it's... Uh, sort of I, who we got. I know we've joked and have fun with Matt Carpenter, but he could change this whole dynamic because then he's your he's your five-hole or somewhere around there, and then Glaber or Donaldson becomes more appealing. Um, I know we viewed him as, like, a bonus piece all year and fun. He's got the mustache, but... He could change the whole lineups dynamic, and I mean the other guy. Let's get more updates, but Harrison Bader. It gives you another option, not a better option than any
0: of the. Oswaldo. Well, if Carpenter's back.
1: Yeah, it depends. Again, who can obviously who can play yeah. outfield and yeah. stuff.
0: And if you're trying or... to start Stanton and Carpenter, you can't start Bader. He would have to be a defensive replacement.
2: Be, yeah, yeah, and, may, and maybe and and if they, they're both healthy,
0: you're gonna start Carpenter and Stan. You I mean, I mean, should Carpenter's a little bit of a pipe dream. It's maybe it's yeah gonna be very hard Ma- nature
2: of when he's coming back and and, and benefit had, to Bader. Maybe he he just is the lefty pinch hit.
1: Yeah, we ha- we haven't done we we didn't want to do just righty rolls. lefty for this. Harrison Bader traditionally better against lefties and a good OPS a seven ninety five. So that could be. That's the next step. Let's get him healthy and let's get closer to playoffs and then we can play that game. He's tracking pitches. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anything else we want to cover? What's the, uh, what is the West Coast pitching? Like, what do we know? I guess since this comes out before the, the West Coast series even starts.
1: What we know. So there's an off day, off day Wednesday that we're currently living. And then it's supposed to be Jamo, Cole, Nestor, Herman, Montas. And then it would be JMO and Cole again to finish the West Coast trip. Another off day before Tampa. JMO so Cole. Nestor. Herman, Montas.
0: Kind of interesting, MLB.com doesn't, like, they don't put them in there until it's kind of, like, been said by the team, and they don't have anyone.
1: Fangraphs takes a little lee- leeway on it. Yeah, they're guessers. But they make educated guesses. It's nice. Which Cause, I respect.
0: Because with the off day, they can do some stuff here, right?
1: Well, what would you
0: do? I, I think Clark's going to get the sixth man at one point, but I don't know how that shuffles other stuff.
1: I, I guess, and I don't know if we can find it quick enough, but I feel like they haven't gone to their unofficial six until September. And the bullpen has so much questions in it still that I, I think at least for this road trip, they're going to keep Clark as an option out there. Um, but well, again, I'm guessing as, as much as anyone.
0: They'll piggyback him if anything. Well, yeah,
1: and he's kind of he's their bullpen reset button right now. Like, if he can give you those three innings that he's been at the end of a bullpen, I think they kind of like that.
0: The three-out closer, or three-inning closer. Yep. I can try and see. Who did, who did they put in their six-man last year? It was, um, I mean, Heaney and... Because they did it last year, right? believe so.
1: I mean, was Heaney the guy?
0: Yeah, I'm just trying to think who else was around. I can find it. I'm pulling it up in two seconds. I need two seconds, people. Tyone, Monty, Nestor, Kluber returned. Cole and Heaney. But Tyone, Monty. So the last two times through, they didn't have a six-man. Oh, and Heel was starting a little. Heel bit. Heel was around, yeah. So one, and Schmidt started, yeah. So they were getting funky,
2: and like a revolving sixth.
0: Yeah, because it wasn't six six six. It was like yeah. six five six five. They were in like a hybrid
2: uh, six man rotation.
1: Heel never made his major league actual debut until his like fifth start or whatever.
2: Yeah, he was never not just a one-day guy until yeah. that.
0: Um, four, one, two, three, four, five. This is very easy to figure out because Monty never missed a start, so you just find all that one. Find all the Monty names and see when they start getting separated by a lot.
1: And Garrett mm. didn't either, right? Yeah,
2: or uh, I guess at the end they might have done him because he had the hammy.
0: So the first time it looks like they went to a five-man was August 7th, the week of August 17th. Okay. Uh, no, they were messing around for a while, it looks like.
1: Yeah, I mean, remembering the heel stuff. I. They
0: were hurt. They had COVID. Monty and Cole got yeah, COVID. So right. if I go to Heaney, because he came over and he was like... Yeah, they were on a five-man as soon as Heaney came. And then they did a six or six. So okay, they did a six man August twelfth. That's when they. That's when they started doing it. No, August second. Yeah, Heaney, Heel, Tyone, Cortez, Peralta, Heaney, Tyone, Cortez, Cole, Monty, Heel. Well, right around six, then was yeah. Field
1: of Dreams, right? And so that's when they.
0: Yeah, that was COVID the time. The second that COVID was August fourteenth. Yeah. I guess it was a lot of messed up stuff. Got weird. Five man. Five man. Then Heaney went to the bullpen. Yeah, I don't know. They're going to do it at some point. Maybe they don't do it now.
1: Yeah, that the only thing that's making me, making me not think so is the surrounded by double off days. Because you're essentially getting an extra day anyways, right?
0: Yeah. I don't think they care about matchups here at all, so... It's just if they want to give anyone rest, like if they wanted to give Tyone a day um, or Nestor, they've been trying to sneak, like, get him out of games earlier. He doesn't seem to care. Yeah. I I can see them pushing. The the only reason I like or think they might do Clark, Jake, is because with that other off day, you now just – Pushed everyone, like, a lot. If you, it's a basically three off days in the course of one time through the rotation. Like, everybody would get, like, a week and a half, kind of. If you have an off day, uh, a six-starter day, and an off day in.
1: I could see that. Uh, the only guy would be Tyone. I think he'd have to be the only double. Yeah. Which, yeah, I don't know. We know Cole likes being regular. They can also
0: go Cole tomorrow and Tyone the next yeah. game. And then Cole's the only one that's regular.
1: Which we know he likes. Yeah. I'm interested in that. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. I
0: think that's the show. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you. We'll be back to recap the West Coast series. Oh, no. We're going to be live. Yeah. On Yes Network, on the Yes app, doing the watch along. So for uh, game three on or game four on Sunday. Against Oakland. What time does that start? Is it a four o'clock start? Four o'clock start. It's nice. Yeah. Make sure you tune in. Spend your Sunday with us on the Yes app, watching the game, enjoying it. Uh, Yankees will probably be going for seven in a row or something like that. Yeah. Go, Yanks. Tell them, Grams.
1: Go, Yankees.